Hey, I see your board looking at us every single week, every single Thursday, but you have yet to subscribe. Why? We're gonna keep doing this every week. So make sure you like, comment, and subscribe to the Awkward Thinking page and follow us at Awkward Thinking. Share our stuff, man. Share our stuff. Hear it before the bus. Welcome back to the Awkward Thinking Podcast. I'm Nas, aka Stacks. I'm Vince. And we are the Awkward Thinkers. Woo! Let's get it. We have a very special guest kicking in with us today. We have our lovely friend Lex. Hey, what's up to the people? Hi. What you got going on, man? Oh, Tell the people who you are and what you got going on. Actually. Okay, so my name is Lex. Um, I am a student. I'm 21, and I'm from Cleveland. Okay, that's cute. That's cute. Nice Cleveland. Okay, Cleveland. Hey. Shit's ass. Um, where are you from? Right. Philadelphia. Right. That's you, you really that like got, that got, got, or got TikTok on fire right now. Philly got Philly got TikTok, TikTok on fire and Philly Cleveland, got Bel Air. Cleveland trending on TikTok right now for the Ohio shit. No, no, yes, not for, for the Ohio location. shit. Ooh, no, not we for that. We the world with shaking mm. hips, nigga. You know, the older you get, you starting to look like a Philly nigga. Yeah, see, and that's probably mm. a compliment in her eyes. You know, she said it wasn't. Oh, okay. Vince, why you just hear me out like that? Cause he he be needing to be humble <laughs> you know, sometimes. So it, it made me feel good to tear another black man down. Okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> we got our special guest today, so we're gonna take her to court and we're gonna we're gonna see what kind of pet peeves has been like getting you. So what's been your pet peeves? Let's take Ooh, them to court. Lord. Okay. Welcome to Pet Peeve Court, where we talk about our fucking pet peeves. Mm. Special guest Lex, it's your time. All right, so one of my biggest pet peeves like that has really been bothering me lately is, so like I'm about to be a senior and everyone coming up to me, you know, saying, oh, what are you gonna do when you graduate? Like, and I understand it's a genuine question. There's no harm. And I, I get that I've been a senior before, but it's just like, please stop asking me that because I feel like anyone who's ever been in school, you know how irritating that question is. Like, please stop asking me that because I don't know. Mm -hmm. And like, that's okay. But when I tell them, I know it's okay to not know, but when I tell them I don't know, I just feel really uncomfortable and like unprepared. Mm -hmm. And I just don't like that. Another pet peeve of mine is traffic. Um, on my way here, there was somebody who stuck me, like it was a two lane street, it was a semi truck in front of me, one car on the side, one mm -hmm. car behind me, like just not trying to let me move. And like, you know, I get it. I didn't have to, what's it called, tailgate them. Mm -hmm. I get that. But, like, you also could have moved mm -hmm. for me because I was obviously trying to get over, and so you could have just moved. And I just don't like traffic. It frustrates me. It makes my head hurt. It makes me angry. Okay. Okay. What about you? What's been your pet peeves for this week, Vince? Um, I hate a motherfucker who don't know how to apologize mm. and Hello. apologize, like, properly. Hello. Like, motherfuckers that think, like, okay, you ain't seen each other in a year. Mm -hmm. Like, that means whatever happened is squashed. And don't get me wrong, you ain't holding on to shit. But, yeah, we go out there address that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can't just move past that. You can't just, time is not an apology, nigga. You can't, like, move past that. Ooh, so, please yeah. Please let me speak on that, please. Do your thing. Uh -huh. Man, like, it's <clears throat> like how you just said there's a way to apologize. There is a way to apologize. Like, I really 
it hurts my feelings when people don't know how to properly apologize. Like if I did something to you, the apology isn't, oh, I'm sorry you feel that way. Or I, I didn't mean to make you feel that way. So it's not so you shouldn't be upset. Like that's mm-hmm. not what it's about. Like I think the proper way to apologize is I'm sorry if my words had that effect on you. If I made you feel some type of way, that wasn't my intent. Mm-hmm. But I hope that we can move past this. Like I'm genuinely sorry. I feel like that's a proper way to apologize because I feel like you validated my feelings. You've let me know that my, your intent wasn't to hurt me. Now, if your intent was to hurt me, that was a different type mm-hmm. of thing. But like. People don't know how to apologize, and people also don't know how to take responsibility, and they have too much pride. Like it's okay to it's okay to be wrong, Mm -hmm. you know. People, it'd be like an awkwardness, and that's why people don't want to apologize. Because I realized like that with kids, and like kids don't want to apologize because they feel weird apologizing. But it's only because Mm -hmm. you ain't been taught to apologize, and you ain't been taught like working with kids. I'd be telling them like it's okay to apologize, bro. Mm -hmm. It is nothing wrong with it, like. What, that weird feeling is only because of you you feel like I'm vulnerable by apologizing mm-hmm. instead of you just being like yeah what I did was wrong I, I fucked up I'm mm-hmm. sorry for that and just move past it no go ahead if you genuinely care about apologize if you really genuinely care about somebody and you're apologizing because you don't want them to you don't want them to think that you've hurt them or intentionally hurt them then you should be okay with being vulnerable because yeah. obviously somebody that you care about now if this is somebody that you don't care about then it's a different story yeah but I mean you still gotta keep the same energy and yeah. still be like it, cause it let's say you don't care about the person but at least this wasn't my intent, yeah. so I shouldn't have did this. And even when a person fuck you over, you can be like, you did this to me and I did that back, but I realized I was wrong for doing that. Mm-hmm. I didn't appreciate what you did either, though. Mm-hmm. And in the future, like, we need to move past it. And yes. people got to also realize, like, just because you apologize doesn't mean you owe the apology. Like, mm-hmm. people don't got to forgive you. And when you apologize, you're not apologizing for forgiveness. The whole intent behind the apology is to... Uh, correct what you did or at least show that you're sincere and Mm -hmm. like I'm sorry for what I did it's not so that person can forgive you or absolve you of what you did and I also think it's important for people to understand being on the other side of that and being sometimes like I find that when I genuinely express my feelings to people and not in a like an it's accusatory a word I think so. Not we, in like, we apply with it. Yeah, like not in like an accusatory way and not like a I'm mad at you, but I'm just telling you like this is how the situation made me feel. And whether you're sorry or not, I just need to let you know this is how I feel. Mm-hmm. So like this is like this is my energy that you're about to get from me. And it just seems that people will like be upset at you for saying that. And it's just like I'm not saying I'm not saying that you're wrong. If you think you're right, you're right. But I'm telling you, this is how your yep. actions made me feel, and that's okay. Like people have to be okay with being not being so prideful. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you can be right and wrong. I was just wasn't I just explaining that to you no, last night? No, you. I w- but maybe I used it the wrong way. But it's it's kind of like that meme where it's like there's a person standing here and there's a person standing right here and in the middle of them it's a, it's a six mm-hmm. but depending on how you look at it it's a nine and depending on how you look at it it do look like a six and they're both right but they're both wrong at the same time and all you gotta do is like change your perspective yeah and not even just change your perspective but just like understand that okay you can feel you're entitled to how you feel mm-hmm. and I can allow you to have that without that taking over how I feel. Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. Everybody is entitled to their own feelings. Mm-hmm. Period. That's cute. I'm, I'm glad you guys had that little. What's your pet peeve? Um, my pet peeve lately has been like, 
I, this might be really girly of me, like to say, <laughs> but like I really hate when like a motherfucker is like I'm I'm texting you and a motherfucker is like on social media and then they'll hit you with the I haven't seen your text. I, I don't like that shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's been a real pet peeve of mine because it's like you, I see you. It says two minutes ago. So obviously you have your phone in your fucking hand. That goes just for friends or whoever I'm dealing with. Like I'm calling you for a fucking reason. Yeah. That's it. That's been my pet peeve lately. And like sometimes, especially when it's people that like I wouldn't like Vince, you my homeboy, but we don't talk on the phone. Mm-hmm. So if I'm calling you, like pick up. Like it's probably yeah. for a reason. You know what I'm like it- that. Like, get, it gets under my skin. If so. I get a random call from somebody, like, I don't normally talk to, I'll answer. Mm. But if I get, I, I'm that nigga who'll be on social media and mm. get a text and swipe back up. Because I don't feel like talking. Yeah. I do feel like being on social media right now, but I don't feel like engaging in what you want to talk about right now. Mm-hmm. Especially can, if it's about something like. I could be fucking business. dying. Literally, I if you are dying, I call. If somebody was like, "All right, I'm, I'm calling you. You got to call Vince, and he got to pick up for you to live." If you don't answer, <laughs> I'm fucking dead. Nigga, and don't just because you wanted to fucking slide up and be on social media. More than likely, I'll answer. But if I'm like, if I'm on social media and we were already texting, and I stopped responding, mm-hmm. and you see me on social media, it's because I'm done with the conversation right now. Yeah, like that's it. Is is and not even in a harsh way, but just shit. You burn out the conversation. Sometimes there's nothing left to say, and you are still yeah. talking. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, when I think about it, though, okay. I love people who pick up every time I call. Like, mm-hmm. even yeah. if we don't talk often, if you pick up every time I call, like, I fucks with you heavy. Because, like, every time I call, you pick up. Oh, like, every time I call, you pick up. Like, I don't, even if I don't want nothing. He lying back. She's lying. Every time. <laughs> every time I call. That's what's up, though. Um,. So uh, we have this thing called explain this. Um, it's basically something that you explain to a child, if you or if you do have a child or children that they want to know. So the today's explain this will be: How do you explain that there's bad people in the world to a child? Mm. I like that. That's a good question. I think. I think that it's. I can get get kind of get deep. Go ahead. But like. It's important to teach children that not everyone has the same values as you. Mm-hmm. So, mm, I'm trying to think of where I want to go with this. But, like. She's getting emotional if y'all, if y'all are listening yeah, or She's holding them back the chair. It, it's not even that, but I'm just thinking, like. Ooh, like, I don't know. Like, not everybody has the same values as you. Mm-hmm. And so, like. There, there are bad people. Now. There's people that are going to do things in this world that you may not necessarily agree with. Like, <laughs> like I'm trying to think of something. Like, now I'm nervous. <laughs> like, when, bad, when people do bad things, like, I don't know, I'm thinking Hitler. And mm-hmm, then at okay. first I was going to try to, like, rationalize it, but there was no way to rationalize yeah. that at all. But, like, not to say there was, that was not right. That was not right whatsoever. But they did have a reason. Right. Okay. I, no, I, cut I, that out. Cut no, that out. No, no, no. Listen, 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 listen. But did they have I'm a reason? They, they, all right. And is this the apology which I was saying? It's the sixth perspective. How they probably viewed it as it might have been right for them to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. But to another, a, a large amount of the majority of people thought it was bad to do such things. Yeah. So and they had a reason in their own right. Yes. But yeah. They found something that justified what they were doing. Exactly. To them. To To them. them. But go ahead. Finish. Continue. Like, (laughs) 
Like slavery wasn't cool, but like economically, there was a reason. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. This is not sounding like that. Let's stick to let's stick to robbers. Let's say robbers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. But like, <laughs> Said economically, it's the reason. She but it was like they needed they needed somebody. The funds were low, and that's your And that was their first time doing life. They didn't know, like they didn't know. Okay. But anyway, anyway, yeah, Roberts. <laughs> like that's not cool. But some people they needed to. Like sometimes, like there are some people. Like let's you set it off for example. Mm. They needed that money. Like you know what I mean? Like that it was some it was a reason they robbed they could have went about it different, but they mm-hmm. don't value the same type of things. They didn't value their future. They didn't value the repercussions of their actions and how it could affect their life later on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They just knew they needed that money right then and there. Now I haven't seen set it off in a real long time. So right. I might have the story line a little wrong. Mm-hmm. But it's something like that, right? Yeah. And so it was just like so they felt like that's what they needed to do. Like it was rationalized for them. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the rest of the world or the bank, but shit, the niggas them. watching that got we got it. We understood. Yeah. I need that. I money. Need not, if you ever been in that type of situation, you it by any means necessary. Like that mm-hmm. must have been what I'm sure the I'm sure robbing a bank wasn't their first oh, choice. Her kid was uh her kid needed a, like a surgery. Like come on. Oh, he no. had drunk them chemicals and shit. What's that movie? What's that movie? I I wanna say it's with Denzel Washington. It is Don where Hugh he played baseball. Yeah, Don Hugh. And the little kid had the heart attack and shit, uh-huh. weak ass heart. And he yeah. held the hospital under hostage. Now that wasn't cool. You should not have. But done everybody that. understood. It, every okay. The niggas from the third person, that money. But from no, the third even the hostages understood. Oh, okay. Yeah. The hostages was like, yeah, like they was like, we was in here the whole time chilling. Mm-hmm. None of us was under hostage. Exactly. Like, they understood. He had he it, he had good reason. Like he was mm-hmm. just. I feel that. But he was down he wasn't bad. Trying to hurt other people in the middle of that though. That that be the yeah. thing. I think that's how you can tell. What's who's your intent? Good. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're not you're not out here specifically trying to hurt people. Now mm-hmm. Hitler, you 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 was trying to hurt niggas. Yeah. Slavery, <laughs> y'all was hurting niggas. I'm sorry, but yeah, if you're not hurting people within your stuff that I don't think you necessarily a bad person. Yeah. I think it's yeah, I think it's all about intent because you put that perfectly. You you yeah. put my, my thoughts into Thank my you. my thoughts into words. Like it's about intent. Like granted they he didn't want to hold that hospital under hostage. He didn't. Like who would want to who wants to hold it? Do you know what, what could happen to you? You're going mm-hmm. to go to prison. Yeah. But he had to do what he had to do for his baby. Mm-hmm. So like by any means necessary, like I was about to hit the slavery thing again, but I'm gonna let that go. <laughs> I see your board looking at us every single week, every single Thursday, but you have yet to subscribe. Why? We're gonna keep doing this every week. So make sure you like, comment, and subscribe to the Awkward Thinking page and follow us at Awkward Thinking. Share our stuff, man. Share our stuff. Hear it before the bus. We're gonna be talking about change and the changes that we go through in life. Okay. And you were just in. You said you were looking in the mirror this morning and you were thinking about changing. No, I was thinking oh. like <laughs> All right, my bad. What was it? what was it then? I was thinking I saw a makeup tutorial and it was using a beauty blender versus a brush and I was just thinking like I've used the beauty blender for so long, but I don't really like to I I do my makeup the same. Like I've been doing it the same always and like I don't like to change. That mm-hmm. was what I was thinking mm-hmm. about. It wasn't okay. as deep, but uh, So do you not like to change like 
your own patterns and stuff like you know honestly that's interesting it's so interesting that you guys bring that up because i was thinking about this when i was doing my makeup this morning you know i don't know if it's something to do with me being a sagittarius or what it is but i don't yeah gang Gang. i don't really like i do like change but in some ways i don't so Mm -hmm. like when it comes to like like the way i do my hair like Mm -hmm. if you ever i'm sure no one has peeped but like like I always got the same hairstyle. Like so, I did the side part because I wanted something different. Okay. But truly, I do a middle part and a ponytail. Them is the hairstyles I like because it's just what I like, and is that I don't. Huh? Is that all you? Come on, be fair. I'm, 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 I'm so serious. I'm so serious. Yeah. I really thought it was all you. Look, my girl Tania Renee. Yeah, no, this not all me. This is a quick weave. Oh, okay. This That's is a quick weave, but I do have leave she did out. Her shit. She snapped. She she snapped. Didn't she? She did. Oh, but but um. But yeah, but so like when it comes to like my hair and my makeup, I like to do things the same way. But when it comes to my environment, I do like to, I or like my car. I got a new car in January and I really kind of miss my old car. But it's really just because my old car was, it, it, she needed to go. But I liked it. I liked the way it handled. I liked the amenities, the bells and whistles of it. And now that my new car, they may have better things or, you know, smaller things that it doesn't have. But it was just kind of an adjustment. And sometimes I do catch myself like missing Christine. Like that was my home Christine? girl. Christine? Yeah. That is such Ain't a Ain't that the what? name of the killer car? My mom and her name is Christina. So oh, her car's okay. name was Christine. Look and my new you. car, her name is Giselle. She's named after Beyonce. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. That's nice. That's nice. Yeah. So, oh, go ahead. You, oh, go ahead, please. But I was just going to say like my environment. Like I've been in school for four years now. Well, three. I'm going on my fourth year. Mm-hmm. And like I'm really just kind of at the point where I feel like I've really outgrown my environment. Like I love my school. I love my school. I love the people I'm around. I love like everything that I do. If you know, you know. But mm-hmm. like really like i'm i just feel like i'm there's something bigger for me i feel like i can't grow the way i need to grow there right now like i just feel like there's something like i feel like i'm in a box mm-hmm. and so i and i just find myself like that a lot like towards the end of the school year i'm always like i'm ready to go the fuck home or like towards the end of the summer i'm like i'm ready to go back to school because it's just like i just i hate being stagnant i hate being in one place for so long i hate looking at the same walls all mm-hmm. day long like that's what i love about school because you you get a new you get a new house every couple months you know what i mean yeah and so yeah like when it comes to my environment i just i need change and I, I can't stay in the same place for long i respect that yeah. so like what is your biggest fear when it comes to change like life changing um not being great not being great you know like yeah not being great like I think that I have been blessed to have a life where I was nurtured to be great. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. from the beginning, like, it was always, like, school or, like, my parents getting me involved in things and teaching me how to do things, helping me gain life life skills. And, like, my mom always says, like, what does she say? Like, I'm going to be mad if you turn out to not be shit. Like that's yeah, gonna suck. Yeah, my mom would say some mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. yeah, like that's gonna suck if I end up being thirty and I'm not shit. Like I don't do shit with my life. That's going to suck. Like because I've worked so hard to yeah. have a good life, yeah. you yeah. know. So I really do fear that sometimes. Like especially right now in my life because I'm at the point where like I'm sure you guys can relate. Like it's go time. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I don't got time to just. It's not. Oh, I can switch my major. I can. I can change what I want to do. It doesn't really matter. Like granted, I do have time, but I really don't have time. Mm-hmm. Like I'm. Like I gotta figure out what I'm about to do. Like I'm trying to think about what I'm gonna do when I graduate. You know. It's go time. Yeah. And I, that's scary. And I think that's the like scary thing about change because like you never know what's coming after. Like yeah. you get used to 
and you fall into a pattern of what you know and Mm -hmm. you know of course that's familiar and it's comfortable but change brings in something new and it's like I gotta get used to that I gotta like uh, get familiarized with it again and shit and that should be scary yeah yeah that's like one of my biggest fears too like you know like when a lot of people is like I need to change I need to grow but it's like my fear is like what if I have to go through a drug addiction to get to change mm-hmm. like no real shit no that's like, real what, what if I have to go through like being homeless for a couple years to get the change that I want to see yeah. or become the man that I want to be you don't know like, what's about to come you don't know what's mm-hmm. that next direction of the change that you're asking like a lot of people like you really got to be specific. I'm a I'm a firm believer in God. You really got to be specific in your prayers. It's like a genie. Mm-hmm. Like a genie will give you the broad thing. You got to act specifically what you want because it's like, all right, I want to be successful, but I don't want this, this, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's my my biggest fear when it comes to like changing shit because I don't want to be no crackhead. That's fact though. You don't you don't know what's about to come. Yeah. Like you, I, when you woke up this morning, you don't know what this day is about to bring. That's you true, know what that's I mean? True. Like think about people who unknowingly went to jail. Yeah, like yeah. you like remember on or- I'm just bringing this up, but like Orange is the New Black, she didn't even she forgot all about that, and they talking about they about to arrest her. Like she woke up that morning had no idea that was about to happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like that's or like a sinkhole. You, yeah. you wake up, you don't know that your whole life is about mm-hmm. to change right now. And I think that's one of the scariest things about change and just life itself. Like, you never know what's coming. Yeah. And like, that's wild. Like, you don't know. Nobody knows. Yeah. That's so scary. I think, because uh, I think sometimes we, like, people be trying to force themselves to go through a change to get to that next level. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, I think it's okay to change up like your lifestyle and the way you live and shit, but I don't mm-hmm. think it's like healthy to force yourself to go through so many changes mm-hmm. within so much time. Yeah, because it's like you gotta, like you gotta kind of adjust first. You gotta mm-hmm. get to know each part of you, and every time you try to change that up and switch that up and become mm-hmm. somebody new, it's like that's just another personality you adding or mm-hmm. another thing. I feel like you hiding from. I be from like a lot of stuff when we change or. Not when we change. I feel like because certain changes is definitely necessary. Like the way I used to look at shit when I was younger mm-hmm. and the way I used to look at and the way compared to how I look at it now as an mm-hmm. adult is completely different. Like as a kid, I used to be like, you know, how can you be in these certain situations as an adult? Oh, when I'm an adult, I'm going to have this. I'm going to have that. I'm going to be like this. I'm going to be like that. And then it's like you get into it and you don't know until you actually and you know, you you in adulthood now and now you living through it and you navigating through it. So it's like my perspective back then as a kid versus now is completely different. I'm like sure. I don't know if that's just well not I'm pretty sure it's the same for y'all, but like what kind of you know, experiences not experiences, but what was like some, some shit you was firm on as a kid and like now you like yeah, I didn't change my my views on that. Um, I, I, oh, I, I know for me personally, I wanted to be like a food critic. I just like to eat, mm. but that I was just think you like judging people food. Yeah, that yeah. too. And like mm. I was, I love doing that shit. But mm. um, yeah, I just used to eat. But that was like people projected that on me. Like you should be a food critic. You should do this. You should do that. That was like uh, what the people wanted, not what. I wanted necessarily because early on like when I wanted to grow up I wanted to do acting and like Mm -hmm. I wanted to be I knew for certain I wanted to be in media Mm -hmm. like all my life but I didn't know like how the fuck it was gonna you know happen Mm -hmm. yeah 
I think growing up for me, um, I've had a big reality check on life and um, how things work. Like I was just on the phone with my mom on my way here and she was just telling me, like, I think I'm really nice. Like, I think I'm very sweet, very nice. That you think that about yourself. I think I am. Okay. And I've had a big reality check that life isn't like that. And, like, people, other people aren't like that. And they have no obligation to be like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to be, oh, just gung-ho, hi, nice. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and I think that I am. And I, sometimes I feel forced to be that way um, just to, you know, make people think that I'm nice or I'm in a good mood or I'm positive or optimistic, whatever it is. And other people don't have to be like that. No one is obligated to be nice to you. And yeah. that's been, like, a really, really difficult reality check for me because I feel like everybody should be nice. Mm-hmm. Or, like, you shouldn't take your bad day out on anybody else but that's not how life works why you feel like everybody should be nice because why would you want to be mean what if that's their way of being nice that doesn't make any sense what do you mean <laughs> so i'm so serious me. like like if, every if somebody's being mean to you that means some sometimes they might be showing love that's probably how they show love i, I feel like, like that. that depends on a relationship you got to establish a relationship first so i know that hey because off bat, if you're mean to me, I'm not gonna want to fuck with you at all. So yeah, like, what if gonna, you I'm take that mean? At work. <laughs> <laughs> what if you take that mean shit and just turn it around and think that they're like it's perspective. That is perspective. No, being nice is perspective. Listen, remember you. You're gonna have to when we first meet. You're gonna have to deal with me like I'm a whole new person you've never met before. So you need to come off nice and then show okay. I, this is how I play and this is how I show love and affection. But them first couple times, I'm gonna need you to come properly so I know you not a fucked up person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. And I don't like the concept of showing love by being mean. Mm-hmm. Like it's cool, like like for you, Nas. Like I know you're very sarcastic. Like you're kind of just an asshole. Oh, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. But like that's you though, and it's it's lovable. Like I'm not mad at that. Like and I understand that because I know you. Mm-hmm. But like people that I half know, like if you. Come up to me half known, you be like, you look like a chili pepper. Like I would be like, bitch, who are you? Like you know what I mean? Like I would just mm-hmm. be offended. You well, know, yeah. fuck is. You know that you know that um that TikTok with Young Miami where she like that hoe was ugly. She looked like a chili pepper. With <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Y'all know what video I'm talking about? No, not yes, a you chili do. Yes, y'all do. Nah. Y'all do know what That's video I'm talking about. That's funny as though. <laughs> so do you do you appreciate the change that you already got going on? Like all the change that's already happened within you? Do you like? It? Yeah, I think I'm maturing a lot. Maturing. Mm-hmm. I think I'm maturing a lot, and I think that one of the reasons that I don't want to go home when I graduate is because. My parents have created this reality for me that isn't real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like the whole like the being nice thing, or like everything is just rainbows and unicorns. Like that's been really hard for me in life to mm-hmm. realize. Like I have coming to college has really shown me that I have been very, very fortunate to have a blessed life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where like some stuff I don't have to worry about. And so when I talk to people in school who like weren't as fortunate to have those experiences, it's just like, damn, like damn yeah you know what i mean like i was just having this conversation with somebody else and i'm just like damn like that's crazy like Niggas you know be what arguing I mean? with the people's like over the fast for and shit and that's mm-hmm. like you know that's how niggas get in school and that's how you yeah. pay for school i couldn't imagine like arguing with my mother trying to get her social from her and she not wanting to budge and give it to me so i can get in school that's right. fucked up right like, 
or like people who like their parents kicked them out at 18 like damn mm-hmm. like yeah. you know what i mean like my parents are still my parents like like my like if i need some money i'm calling my mom right now like hopefully she's able to give it to me if she has it i have it but like you know what i mean like not everybody's fortunate mm-hmm. like that and that's that has that's... been a huge reality check for me you mm-hmm. know what i mean like that's wild like i still get christmas presents yeah i think i get like one or two still Sorry, I got man. this. Is the first year I got presents for for Christmas in like a very long ass time. Really? Yeah. Like, and that's yeah. good for you. Thank you. It was. It was. <laughs> uh, it was like it felt really good. It was like somebody thought of me. It was yeah. nice. But know? I think it also kind of like I'm also like you guys have siblings, right? No. Yeah. 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 And no. Like I I don't have any siblings. I'm an only child. Like I was just going both to sides, only child. So like stuff be about me so how's growing up as an only child as a girl because i know as, as a boy what it is so growing up as an only child as a girl um i think that my parents made it their mission to like i don't like the word spoiled because i i associate spoiled like in a negative connotation mm-hmm. you know what i mean like spoiled ungrateful like those two words kind of like go together mm-hmm. for me like i don't I, I think i'm extremely grateful for what i have and how i was raised and the parents that i'm fortunate to have but growing up as an only child like things are great like things truly like i, I have to give my parents crap. like they're probably not gonna watch this but i hope they watch it like my parents like really like it's about me like me and my mom have the same birthday and my mom has never thrown herself a birthday party. Like, she's uh-huh. never, like, had a dinner. Like, she might do a little something. She might buy herself a necklace or get her nails done or something. But, like, every year for the last 22 years, for the last 21 years, it's been about me. Like, when we talk about December 1st, that's about me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, like, just in the last couple of years has been, she's taken the time to really start taking care of herself. And I'm really glad that she's doing that because, like, like I hope I just hope that one day when I get older, like, I hope that I can be the parents that my parents were to me to my children mm. and i hope i can give my children half of what my parents gave me because like i was just really fortunate to just have a great life and i didn't realize how great it was until i came to college like i was talking to somebody about hospital bills like if i had to go to the hospital like if something happened to me and i had to go to the hospital like i'm gonna call my mama like mm-hmm. if i that, that copay like my mom like I'm, I'm gonna call my mom like i might have to pay it but like nine times out of ten i'm probably gonna call my parents and like I, I'm realizing that I'm just very fortunate to have that. You know what I mean? That's beautiful. That's yeah. That's dope. That yeah. almost made me cry. Because that's good, especially <laughs> to be able to want to give your kids the same life that you, you've had. Not a lot of people are able to be like, you know, I want that for my kids. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's and like, good. When I look at my parents, like, and just as an adult, like, as reality sets in and I see what the world really looks like and you know what I mean like you you get involved in the adult conversations you hear you hear what's really tea like mm-hmm. what really happened like it makes me realize my parents had to, had to get this shit out the mud for mm-hmm. me to just be sitting here right now mm-hmm. and like that just means the world to me that some like you have to really think like even people that don't have you know, necessarily parents that couldn't do that for them, like still you have to think that somebody loved you so much to bring you into this world and raise you to be a human being, to be a, a person of society. You know what I mean? And like, that just makes me feel just extremely grateful. Like, yeah, that's all I got to say. So, um, I'm talking about the bad shit about being an only child. Hmm. Um, You're lonely. <laughs> that that you, you have an imagination like out this world, but, um, only child like I have my mom's a provider she's a single you know single mother and shit like that she's always made sure I at least she could do it you know what I mean it's nothing that my mom has said she couldn't do um for me but I knew that I couldn't like you said I couldn't go home 
and I had to really step out on my own because I couldn't call. Now, I still call my mom a lot of the times because shit be hard. I ain't going to lie. Shit be hard. But it's like in the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Hillary had to go out. Like, she was too privileged. She was too, you know, whatever the case may be. Or you got to go out in the real world Mm -hmm. and see how you pay a bill, see how rent works, see how electric works, see how you got to get a job to pay, you know, to really operate. And I feel like that was the part I had um, missing, as in I was so kind of catered to. I was just about to say that. It was was no need for me to figure out how to do that Mm -hmm. shit. So even when I do the basic needs of things, it'd be frustrating. Like, have my mom do it. I don't, not Mm -hmm. saying it like that, but yeah, have her do it. Like, I don't want to do this shit type shit. But I knew as growing up that life happens Mm -hmm. and it might be a time, God forbid, you know, that things go and I need to actually understand how to be on my own and mm-hmm. be in the independence part of it. But that's exactly how it is. Like sometimes, like that's what I was saying about not feeling like I don't want to go home because now like I have this world at home that's a whole different world. Like I, I feel like in a ways like they've like, is debilitated the word I'm looking for? I don't know what's going wrong with it. Like, yeah, like hindered my growth in a way. Like some things I just, I just, like I've noticed by myself, I don't think that I have the drive that some people have. You know what I mean? Like that that hustle and that drive. Mm-hmm. Like, of course I want to go be great. Of course I'm going to make it happen by any means necessary. But some people don't have no choice. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that's what drives them. And so like, I know that like sometimes like that's not the case for me or like some like basic things like I had a dentist appointment that I had made when I was there before I made a follow up appointment. I forgot about it. They called me and they told me and I told my mom and she was like, "Okay, why are you telling me? And I'm like, I just (laughs) told like you're my mom. And like she like was like not understanding. Like we kept going back and forth. Like, why are you telling me? And I'm like, I just felt like you needed to know. Like (laughs) it's just stuff like that. Like I sometimes I feel like I'm afraid to go do things like my mama gotta make my doctor's appointment like like, I don't wanna call like I don't want to cause she's always done it for so long you know what I mean or just like little stuff like I have this event to go to in about a month and I need a dress and so today I was on the phone and I'm like kinda trying to like throw little hints I'm like yeah I still gotta I still gotta order my dress she like yeah you do (laughs) like I thought she was gonna say like oh I'll just order it for you and like as I get older I'm realizing that like she like things are changing and like I feel like I've kind of been hindered in my adult life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I think that's a good thing. If if I'm gonna be hindered, that's the way I wanna be hindered. Facts. Like you you got a life that like a lot of kids wish they could have had mm-hmm. and that's a good thing. So don't like the the motivation in niggas who feel like, you know, I got it out the mud, yeah, them niggas is motivated. But mm-hmm. you just gonna have to find your own motivation at that point. Yeah. Like Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. So, uh, last only child question. Uh, do you feel like being an only child forced you to grow up a little faster being because you're around adults and Absolutely. shit like that? Absolutely. I feel like um, sometimes I'm, like, socially awkward. And mm-hmm. so, like, when it comes to me being around people my age, that's why I think I've naturally always gravitated pe- towards people that are older than me. Mm-hmm. Like, a year or two older than me, the class above me, because, like getting around people my age like i just i get awkward or like sometimes i think my conversation gets too mature mm. like my friends always say like lex gets to talking about the meaning of life in the <laughs> middle of, you know what i mean but like it's true like sometimes like i'll be talking to people that are my age now when i'm talking about the stuff that i'm saying like it seems like they're they're just not with me you know mm. what i mean then we start talking about ari and jada mm. and it's just like i'm just not there but when i'm around adults like i most adults like me like i naturally gravitate towards adults like yeah. a lot of the people that i like not talk to and hang out with but like 
I, I can I could sit on the phone with with some lady that's 10 years my senior and we could be talking <laughs> like because I'm just better with adults you know that's funny you say so we have this thing we have <laughs> this, is, this is an embarrassing segment uh, we have uh, awkward confessions where we just you know we, we, we tell our awkward confessions you know so I was about to start singing what is what is what is your what is the awkward confession that you have, Lex? Can somebody else go first? Cause I can't think on the top of my head. What's the awkward confession that I'm I trying have? to? I had told him last night. I'm like, oh, this is my awkward confession. <laughs> like I have remembered it and everything. It was something. I feel like it was something. It wasn't even something crazy. I. I don't know if I want to tell you. <laughs> Might as well. Um, so I was I was a child. Emphasis on the child fucking TikTok. I was a fucking child and um, you know, it was it was a lot of dance shit going on, like, you know. And <laughs> it was the summertime and um we had fireworks, you know, we lit. So my uh my homie mom, she get the fireworks and shit. This is a very awkward situation. So I'm I'm really excited. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I said, hey, pop, lock, and drop it. <laughs> and did the whole shit. Oh my god, I have and did the dance. And she said, baby, <laughs> that is a, a girl's dance. You don't do that. <laughs> and they just looked at me, stared at me, bro. I've never been so embarrassed in my How fucking life. How old like, were you? You had to have been young. I, I was young, but Pop, Lock, and Dropper came out. I, I had to be, like, aware. Like, like 11. 11. Like 11, 12. <laughs> but yeah, that was... Just, that old? Oh, my I God. I don't think so. You old, you're old. I feel like, because I think I was, like, eight. So if you're eight, then... No, um, maybe not. That's that's. How years. old are you? I'm Pop, lock, and drop it came out. You about out. to be 25? Yeah. I'm about to be 22. So I'm You was in three third grade when yeah. Pop, lock, and drop it came yeah, out. Yeah, so I, I did the dance. I ain't know it was... I remember people used to be like, do the dance! Yeah. I was that kid. <laughs> oh give me God. a dollar. If you give me a dollar, I'm breaking people out <laughs> the fucking thing and dan break dancing in front of everybody. Oh, my God. I got mine. So... I think my parents were wrong for this, but when I was like little, like for birthdays and Christmas, my parents used to get me CDs. And like, they got me a Trey Song CD, <laughs> they got me a Nicki Minaj CD, but this is explicit music mm -hmm. at like young, like, I don't remember when Pink Friday came out, but it's this one song. I, 2012. It's the song that's like, some, some, she, she called somebody a cunt in the song, mm -hmm. Nicki Minaj. And I remember hearing that as a kid and I didn't know what a cunt was. Right. I remember going downstairs and asking my mom, Mommy, what is a cunt? And she was like, you don't ever say that word. <laughs> <laughs> and look at every time I hear the song, whatever song it is, like now every time I hear it, I think about it like, yeah, like I had no idea. Like I was just so innocent. Like, yeah, that's funny. You shouldn't so. call nobody a cunt. <laughs> like that's a word that's not even in my vocabulary. Like that was an explicit album to give a, a child. Nicki Minaj album, that's OG. <laughs> Niggas should have been definitely looking through them songs and being <laughs> like, like, is this appropriate? You 11 singing did it on them. Like, <laughs> <laughs> man, man, I did, did it. it. <laughs> All these bitches is my sons. <laughs> well, go yeah. ahead. 
Uh, I slashed my uncle Tyrus before. What? Yeah. So, as a kid, <laughs> like, my uncle was an asshole. Like, he was an asshole. Like, none of us liked him. Like, mm-hmm. my mother ain't like him. Like, and that was her own brother. So, it was like, nigga, we don't like you. Mm-hmm. And one day, that nigga, we was outside. We was playing. We was playing what? Like, we was playing with a ball. And we was just throwing it to each other. And the ball hit the top of his uh, van. This nigga had one of the big ass, like, kidnapper vans. <laughs> so, it, so it's like, it's a bouncy ass ball. And my grandma, at that time, she was a hater. I ain't gonna lie. She was a hater. Mm-hmm. God rest her soul, but she was a hater. Mm-hmm. And she, she, she was like, June, them kids playing on your car again. <laughs> so, you got an Uncle June? Yeah. I think I got an Uncle June. For real? Yeah. yeah. We probably could. Maybe okay, I don't know. Ahead. <laughs> this nigga, he uh, what he he come outside and like we all we still got the ball and like none of us is trying to get a ball up because nigga it's a ball it's not hurting your fucking car right so we throwing the ball from like each other and we throw it to my clumsy ass sister she starts running across the street he chases behind her and kind of pushes her mm-hmm. so she falls down to the ground like scrape her knee and shit she you dumb bitch don't push me this and that so um i'm like nigga you don't push my sister i got something for your ass like this is a grown man yeah. pushing a little kid yep. yeah so <laughs> i got this um i got this mug and i broke it and i set that bitch right behind his tire like mm-hmm. the broken piece right behind his tire so when he pulled back it would just pop his tire. And I'm like, it's not going to work. It, it won't work. He never moved that fucking car. Like, that mm-hmm. car never got repaired. You were a devious. How though, old nigga. were you? Because that was that was, that was well thought out. Yeah. I was 11 or 12. How did you even think about that? Yeah. <laughs> I just felt like it was, It was like, I was a sneaky-ass kid. Yeah. That, I will, that's my confession. I was a sneaky-ass kid. But that I was justified, though. He he had me fucked up. Yeah, I don't like that. He pushed your sister. That nigga had me fucked up. And yeah, when it comes to my sisters, I don't be playing. It's like, nigga, that's my sister. You ain't have a... And it, it was like, you a big-ass, grown-ass man. And I get... We was probably annoying as fuck as kids. But nigga, it's that ball kids. did not hurt your car. Your kids. Yeah, and you not go come out here. We don't got cable. Mm-hmm. We don't got shit else. This mm-hmm. ball is all we got. <laughs> This ball is all we got. Saying, back then it was an iPad. Yeah. We didn't have phones or nothing, so it's yeah. not like, nigga, you're not taking our only source of entertainment. Yeah. yeah. He better move his car. My like, father came home and checked that nigga and was like, like he was like, I'm sorry, y'all. I'd never do that. I, let me not say that, nigga. That's my uncle. But And, he, and we love him now. Like, now, I don't know why old like why people do that. Why you wait till you get old to be lovable? Mm-hmm. And so you know it's that time. Yeah, and he he he's like on a respirator and shit. Like he got to carry it around and shit, like mm. oxygen and shit now. But we love him now, and it's like yeah. now we got not a relationship with him for real, for real. But now it's like that's Uncle June. Show some respect, mm-hmm. like chill out. But yeah. Speaking of being old and trying to be lovable, can we talk about Emmett Till? Mm. Oh, no. In what way? Cause, yeah, because you you said. Slavery was right at this point. <laughs> no, so. because what is her name? Um, is it what is her name? The Margaret bitch. Mm-hmm. Is it Robinson? I don't know. Or did I just make that up? I, I forgot what her name is. But I feel like it's Margaret. I thought it was Carol. I don't know. Ooh, I'm, I'm, I'm about to I'm search lost it up. In this topic. Emmett Till's killer. So the woman that you know the Emmett Till story, right? Yeah. So the woman that lied on him, the reason that he was killed, murdered, was because Carolyn Bryant. 
John yep. Ham. Who the fuck named their kids some shit like right. that? So, so something happened where like at one point they had revisited the topic. This was like within this decade. Mm-hmm. I think they just let it go. And then something, something came out. They found an arrest warrant, an old arrest warrant that had never been served. So now there's talk about should we serve it or not. But the woman's like in a nursing home and she's like 90 Drag that bitch out. Okay. But so apparently protesters stormed the nursing home. I don't blame them. Like, just like y'all stormed the Capitol, right? Like, just like y'all stormed the Capitol, right? Mm. So, yeah, like storm that bitch. Like, take that bitch down. Like, okay, yeah, like... You know, not in a bad way, but she, oh, she don't got that much life to live. Put her in prison. Yeah. Make her feel that. Like, I just, I don't see that there's anything wrong with that. You need to make that bitch feel that. Like, put her in that fucking jumper suit. I'm saying, hello, at 98, she'll be all right. She'll be all right. She'll be, be all right. They're going to put her in the little, what's that, uh, on Orange and New Black? They're going to put her in the little pink joint where they had the little pink jumpsuit. No, mm-hmm. she don't need that. She needs the high orange capacity. Jumpsuit. She needs to go she to the need, shoot. She needs mm-hmm. to be getting punched in her fucking liver oh, every Jesus. hour. She's all that. Be dead. Yeah. Okay. She, Dude, she didn't get to live her life. Stop exactly. letting her live hers. Okay. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, she, it needs to be a little black boy in, at the bottom of her bed every fucking night every so night. she think it's him. Every and night. torturing the fuck out of her, like, putting nails and shit in her feet, pulling back her nails on her toes and there. You are very, like, specific. <laughs> when it comes to that racism shit, because the way the way that they did Emmett Till was such a fucking horrific so way bad. to even like you can't even consider yourself to be a human being, and it's because of your nasty trifling ass mm-hmm. like, and you have no reason to do that. Mm-hmm. It's just you using your fucking privilege as a white woman to to do some horrendous shit, and mm-hmm. that was some whole shit. Like, that was horrible. That was some shit. And she was like fourteen, I think, at the time. Mm-hmm. And it don't matter how old she was; like, she knew that shit was yep. wrong. Y'all like, created that culture, okay? And didn't like isn't the story? I said storm the Capitol, but really, what I meant to say was, didn't they like storm his house in the middle of the night and like kidnap him from his bed? Oh no! I, I think they. It wasn't even well. Yeah, kidnap. They just like. Went in there and grabbed him exactly. and took him out. So it's just like y'all storm his home in the middle of the night to kill him for some false accusation. So you can storm her mm-hmm. nurse at home. Fuck her. We need her that fucking insurance. elephant from India to come over here and, and mm-hmm. stump her bitch ass out for Jesus real. Jesus Christ. With that being said. <laughs> It's about that time where we leave you with a positive message to get through the week. Special guest Lex, what is that positive message to get through the week? Always be a nice person. You never know what somebody else is going through, and you could truly change somebody's life by just walking past and giving them that little smile or a nod. Okay. What about you, Vincent Brown? A.K.A. 21 Vins, A.K.A. Uncle Vince, A.K.A. the sex symbol of awkward thinking. A.K.A. the white shirt guy. A.K.A. the white shirt guy. <laughs> um... What's what? Let me think. Uh, did I say set boundaries the last time? Yeah. Ooh, that's uh, a good one. But you yeah. can do it again because they probably ain't here. They don't be here. Set your fucking boundaries and make sure you stand on them. Stand on them with all ten toes and nine if you got nine or whatever. Um, but yeah, make sure you just not letting nobody use you. Don't get used. Like that shit. Sad seeing some of y'all get used. So don't get used. Okay. That's, Facts. What's yours? Stop stepping over these hoes and tighten the fuck up. That's all I gotta say. Tighten up. With that, I'm Nas. I'm Lex. Go ahead, nigga. I'm Vince. Thank you for being awkward with us. See you next week.